Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Surprise! On this episode, we will be playing a very special Easter scenario for our Patreon supporters. <gasps> your investigators of the unknown are... Brian. What, what's happening? Gabe. Hi. That's all I got. And Matt. I'm sorry, surprise scenario changes are against my religion. I'm going to have to back out. What I've done is created three characters named Brian, Gabe, and Matt. They'll be essentially playing themselves during the scenario. I have taken a few of the professions in the quick start guide and assigned some random skills and random uh, attributes to these characters that approximate but don't are not exactly like what uh, they actually are. But for the scenario that we'll be playing, some of these skills were specifically chosen. I I see that I'm going to have to speak French. <laughs> Not necessarily, but some of these were just for flavor. So just, yeah, take a look at your skills. In a generalized sense, I've made Brian more the the muscle of the group. I've made Matt more of the science and medicine. And I've made Gabe more of the intellectual sort of spotting things. There's a uh, hopefully enough crossover between the skills to fill in the gaps. So we'll find out as we go. Fill McCracken. Oh. I've, I've sprung this on the players, and uh, this is a complete surprise to them. The one funny thing is our Patreons know. Our patron supporters know. How? So I let them know yesterday. You bastards. <laughs> You've betrayed our trust. We're going to be playing a scenario called Easter Eggs. It's a one-shot, and we're going to get going underway. Brian, Matt, and Gabe are three friends who live in the eastern side of Michigan. However, they are all three big fans of a particular weird fiction author named Harrison Paul Likenstuff. And for years, they've read his novels and short stories and saw the film adaptations of his works. Which are never really any good, let's be honest. The books are True. always better. The books are better. And that's kind of what brought them together as friends. And year after year, they've always promised themselves that they would really love to go to a convention to celebrate Harrison Paul like and stuff. And as luck would have it, this Easter, there is a three-day convention in Chicago. At a hotel right near O'Hare Airport called the Winding Hotel. Of course, they immediately purchased their tickets online and uh, decided to carpool over and essentially spend three glorious days at the Winding Hotel celebrating the works of Harrison Paul Lycan stuff. They drive over Thursday. And you, why don't you guys describe your car ride over to Chicago? I just want to say this isn't a very believable scenario. <laughs> <laughs> And now there's no way I would spend that much time in a car with Gabe. Yeah. I start by picking up Matt at the school. And Gabe, for some reason, said the night before he'd be busy and we'd have to pick him up in Wyandotte. <laughs> I don't know why. We don't ask questions. Don't worry about it. So we swing way out of our way and pick up Gabe. And we get on the road. And we start playing... What was that game that we like to play, Matt? Space Team. What is Space Team? Space Team is a mobile game for either Android or iOS. And what it is, is you and whoever you pair up with, uh, whatever size group of people you have, are all in charge of piloting a spaceship away from an exploding star. So on your phone, you have a 
control panel, which has various buttons and switches and knobs and other things that are labeled different ways. And sometimes they don't have words on them. They're just a picture. And it's up to you to follow the instructions you get to fly the spaceship. Unfortunately, the instructions that you get on your phone are always for somebody else. So the game consists of you trying to listen for people yelling at you what to do while you're yelling at whatever one else has to do because you don't know who has what kinds of buttons or switches or knobs. On their phones, and it's all Bluetooth connected. And so there are special events that happens, like there are sometimes you'll hit an asteroid field where everybody has to shake their phones, or you hit a wormhole where everyone has to flip their phones upside down. Don't do it while you're driving. It's a super good time, though. Not going to lie. And the, the names of the uh, buttons or the, the knobs sometimes have funny names, like... Somebody twist the the butt blocker and somebody on their phone has to find the butt blocker button and hit it or tap it or spin it. If you get far enough along, eventually they'll start replacing the names with like symbols and emojis. So it's like, we need to turn the man mopping the floor up to four. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so it's quite a long car ride. Uh, Where are you going to stop for lunch along the way? We're going to stop in St. Joe. Any particular place? That one place, though, that has the great pizza down by by the beach. Silver Beach Pizza? Silver Beach Pizza. We have to go to a local brewery. Well, there's Silver Harbor. Brian's brother Jeremy lives in St. Joe, and so basically knows that they're coming through, and unfortunately he can't join for the uh, convention this year. So he invites him to uh, Silver Harbor Brewing, where he brewed a batch of beer on the commercial system. Yay! But you guys got to really peel out and get get to Chicago because check-in is that night and you know it's going to be busy. So So you guys uh, just have a quick lunch and then zoom on uh, straight to the hotel. As you drive up, you see that the Winding Hotel is pretty much your typical commercial light industrial district airport. It's like basically for business. Of course, these hotels are notorious for throwing events and conventions because it gives them a little bit more revenue opportunity. And there is like just kind of a sad banner hanging outside as you pull up. And the the hotel itself is kind of like a large kind of brown red, almost like a big milk carton, just very tall. And it's surrounded by a huge parking lot. No features on the outside. Like you don't see fire escapes or anything, anything like that because it's just like brick and steel and glass. Fortunately, you did manage to book ahead of time and snag a pretty decent suite on one of the upper floors that you guys can split the uh, cost three ways. So Three way? And it has a nice little living room in the suite where you guys can get to play board games. Like Monopoly? You know why they call them board games? Yeah, luckily for you guys, I brought some of my portable collection along with us, so we have some stuff to do in the hotel room. Whoa. Uh, what, what kind of games did you bring, Matt? One of the newest ones I picked up, I picked up a game called Dungeon Mayhem, which is from Wizards of the Coast D&D. Uh, along with Quirkle, because that's always a great party game. All right, so uh, you guys park and uh, basically go into the hotel, and uh, inside it's just basic monstrosity that has a, a vast open space on the ground floor, and there's a large skylight in the roof. There's the main desk where you check in. You can see there's like some conference rooms around the exterior. There is a bar and dining area that has a large uh, central fountain next to it. So, yeah, you're walking up to the desk. All right, I'm going to go up to the front desk and uh, check in. And there's a very young lady there, uh, short, dark hair. She has, like, a name tag. It says Elisa, and it's it's got, like, a little green trainee thing underneath Aww. it. And she looks up very perky, uh, while you can see that there is a, a manager hovering a few feet away, just kind of keeping tabs. <laughs> and she looks up as you approach. Welcome to the Winding Hotel, sir. Uh, checking in? Yes, I'm checking in. 
Name, please? Checking in under Brian. I've got you right here. And uh, uh, we have you in room uh, 1003. Whoa, on the 10th, 15th floor? You're on the 10th floor. Is that okay? Yeah, it's great. All right, it's a, it's a really nice, it's one of our larger rooms. Um, I understand there's three of you. This is just one of me. We have a free continental breakfast, and I see you're here for the uh, Harrison Paul Likens stuff convention. <gasps> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm very excited. <laughs> I have no idea who it is, but I like it. I have your goodie bags here, and they, these have the T-shirts in them, and uh, you'll find your lanyards with passes. The instructions say to uh, wear the lanyards at all times while you're in the hotel. That will get you into each of the seminars and film showings. We have, uh, obviously, you know about the uh, fan-created short film festival. Yep. And, of course, don't forget, uh, Saturday night is going to be the premiere of the film uh, Eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Our organizer, Tom Fazzoli, is uh, very excited about this. Um, it's the world premiere. I just need a credit card and your ID, and uh, I'll get you three room keys. All right, here you go. Slide them across the counter. And she gives you three room keys and instructs you to where the um, elevators are. And where do I pick up my sack? Right, oh, right over here. Got it. It's right here. Yep, you got it here. Thank just you. fondle it, and you'll be can good. I, can I take their my friends' sacks as well? Yes. Because I need to hold right their there. sacks because they're, they're getting stuff out of the car. Yeah, just be careful with their sacks, okay? Yeah, I'll cradle them. Okay, yeah, we don't want any lost sacks. No, or split open. This place is terrible. It's kind of depressing. It's really poorly lit. It's not the best place in the world. I mean, there's a better hotel right across the street. What? Pull out the room key. Oh, the winding hotel. I thought you said it was the whining hotel. Oh, here's your sack. Shut up. How do you have my sack? I thought I had it. We all have your sack. So you've got a couple days to just sort of describe what you do at the convention and uh, what you attend. And just tell us a little bit about the lichen stuff, things that you get to experience. Uh, Well, of course, I brought all of my uh, first edition, you know, first print run books with me. And I'm going to go and I'm going to stand in whatever line I have to stand in to get them all autographed by the author. Because, hello, first editions. That's the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, that explains so much. And, of course, uh, as you know, uh, the lines are quite long. It is. It doesn't take very long before your feet are starting to hurt from waiting in all those lines. And, of course, the signatures and autographs cost extra to get those. They're always trying to upsell you on a signed photograph. 20 bucks for a photo. I'll spend the whole time saying that I'm going to buy this later so I don't have to carry it around and then looking for the thing that I said I was going to buy later. There's a lot of geekdom here. Uh, some of it good, some of it bad. But, you know, occasionally you get to rub elbows with somebody who's maybe even geekier than you are. And, of course, that's your call sign, you know, rubbing the elbows. Yeah. Uh, that's like your secret handshake. Our secret rub. I want to enter the costume contest. There is a bit of cosplay going on. And, of course, a lot of it is, for whatever reason, there's a lot of Slender Man cosplay. Glad to see they know why we're here. What is your costume? What did, what did you bring? My, I'm going to dress as Sug y- Yagith. The one, you know, one of the characters from the books. Why don't you go ahead and give me a luck roll? See if you win. Oh, can I keep this character? I like his luck. Yeah, I needed a 50. I got a 21. That's a hard success. So uh, you indeed do take second place in the costume contest. And uh, you get a prize package that is worth like probably $99. But it it also gets you a free buffet breakfast on Sunday, which is the the Sunday, uh, the Easter brunch that they've got special. So it'll be unlimited mimosas and uh, Bloody Marys because everybody likes Bloody Marys, right? I prefer my Mary's well done. Thank you very much. Of course, the first place winner uh, dressed up as Pathulu. Creative. 
Fun fact, uh, Lycan Stuff entered the Lycan Stuff Lookalike Contest and came in fourth. Competition was stiff, so you but you, so you feel pretty dang good about taking second place. So. And then I uh, I find a dollar on the floor making the whole takeaway $100. I am going to, as everybody's distracted by the costume contest, slip behind the curtain and join the people getting ready to go up for the panel. See if I can sneak on for the panel. Why don't you give me an intelligence roll? I did it! Spend the luck. You slip behind the curtain thinking that uh, you're going to just sidle up to some of these industry players and uh, try to at least, if not participate in the panel, glean some information. But it takes like all of 30 seconds before they sort of sniff out uh, someone not wearing the lichen stuff deodorant. And they turn and all give you a hard stare until you are forced to slink back through the curtain and uh, decide that maybe uh, your stealthy ways are not the best way to go here. This isn't the bathroom? Uh, I gotta go, guys. Bye. Oh, hey, Brian. How's it going? I just stood in line for like three hours, but I totally got all of my first editions autographed. That's the bathroom. And it only cost me an... Oh, God damn it. This is the third time today. There's a guy in the stall going, I guess I'll sign it. Slide it under the door. And as you guys are comparing notes, uh, Gabe comes up still dressed as his his, uh, award-winning costume. Oh, that's a nice ribbon you got there. I don't mean to brag, but I came first. Good job, man. I like it. I mean, if you came in first, why does the ribbon you have on you have a number two on it? The guy stole it from me. And essentially, that's how the weekend goes up until Saturday night. Everybody is just simply waiting for the premiere of Eggs. To kill the time, you guys have, uh, Matt has actually sprung for his own copy of Beckon of Bethsagwa. They have a first edition right there for you. Oh. First edition in that case, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Just like, shh, I was all over that. And, and uh, they do let you know that they're going to have an expansion out uh, probably later in the fall, uh, close to Halloween. So, But you, you guys crack it open and are playing. You can't help yourselves. Play, play, play until about 1130. And then uh, you, you know that's the time to go down to the uh, screening room because the movie's going to be starting in about a half hour. So, so uh, you head down to... One of the uh, seminar rooms, which has been set up as an impromptu theater at about 12.05. Tom Fazzoli, the organizer of the convention, you recognize him by now because you've bumped into him occasionally. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. How you doing? Brian, what's what's up, buddy? Gabe, good job on the uh, costume contest. I heard that was a win for you. And uh, he says, okay, well, I, I got to get up to stage. Uh, you guys just grab a seat wherever um, you got your lanyard. So, so, so you guys actually do have uh, a couple seats towards the back. It is packed. Like, everybody has been anticipating this, and everybody's super excited. At about 12.05, Tom Fazzoli strides up on stage. Thank you all for coming to this, our final and probably most anticipated film of the weekend, Eggs. I've been looking forward to seeing this myself. It should be a good one. Uh, Before we get started, I would like to say thanks to Randy Padilla, uh, director of Eggs. And he points out uh, someone in the audience. A uh, guy stands up uh, in the front row. He looks like he's about 30-something. And he turns to you guys and, and bows to the audience. And then uh, gives a quick wave and then sits back down. And then Tom continues. And Lauren Richards, the star of Eggs. And another person stands up, a, a, a very attractive, dark-haired woman. Uh, looks like she's in her late 20s. And she's sitting right next to uh, the director, uh, Mr. Padilla. And she, she, of course, waves to the audience. And it's it's kind of odd because you, you haven't seen either of these two the entire festival so far. So this is sort of, maybe they came in just today for the uh, premiere. You're not quite sure. And Tom continues, thanks for being here with us this weekend. Uh, Mr. Padilla and Ms. Richards will be available at an open session tomorrow morning to discuss the film. For now, 
now. Thank you all again and for coming. And I hope you enjoy eggs. He goes back to his seat uh, next to the director and uh, the star. And the lights go down and the movie begins. The movie starts. I'm just going to lean over to Brian and be like, hey, so since this movie is called Eggs, if it's bad, does that mean we can say it sucks eggs? Shh, it's starting. I don't want to miss the preview. Let's all go to the lobby. But the movie is starting. Go to the lobby, damn it. The plot of the film Eggs follows a group of three men and two women who, for reasons never quite explained, are exploring an unnamed South American jungle in search of a lost city they refer to as Lang. Although the characters in the film talk about being in South America with constant references to the heat, humidity, and general nastiness of being in the jungle, the film was clearly filmed elsewhere. The forest they are in is filled with fir and pine trees, the sky is usually overcast, and the general atmosphere looks like it's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. The characters carry with them some small stones etched with some kind of symbol that bears a vague abstract resemblance to an egg, which they refer to as artifacts from the city of Lang. Starting early in the film, the group is constantly beset by attacks from large rabbits, which the characters describe, but which are never actually shown on screen. The film does, however, show the results of these attacks in a grotesque, hyper-realistic detail. Large boils on the skin, which later burst in a spray of blood and pus. The film ends with a group being attacked by a giant rabbit, which is also never actually seen on the screen, beyond a few slime-covered trash bags and waving foam rolls. Again, the results of this attack are shown in extreme detail, severed limbs flying through the air, sprays of blood and body parts strewn about. The final shot shows the heroine, played by Lauren Richards, carrying one of the artifacts and running off through the jungle. The one thing that strikes you guys is, clearly this is um, low-budget stuff, uh, not very good, but it's also kind of creepy. It has this weird undertone that gets under your skin, even though it's like almost laughable. There's just something slightly disturbing about it, too. As the house lights start to come back up, you get this sort of weird chill. I'm going to need each of you to make a sanity roll, please. Oh, my goodness gracious. I needed a 60. I rolled a 42. That's a success. I needed a 16. I needed a four. I got a 14. That's a hard success. I needed a 50. I rolled a 7. That's an extreme suck. Look at that perfect gradient from success to hard to extreme. That is oddly satisfying. However, you still do get a bit of a chill. You're able to shake it off, but you are going to take one sanity damage for that. I was going to say, it turns out we've been sitting under the air conditioning the whole time. (laughs) There is a bit of a light applause coming from some of the other attendees. It's sort of confused. And there are, there's like a bit of muttering between some of the other attendees. And even the people around you are like, what the hell did I just watch? This is weirdest thing i've ever seen what the hell was that guys i felt like i just watched the room all over again bizarre but uh but strangely addicting i need to get my tickets now that's that's all i gotta say i have a feeling this movie is going to become the source of a lot of memes later on i wonder if anybody recorded it on their phones oh probably you know how these things go despite the normalist no recording rules there's usually a guy in the back or i should say there's a guy in the very front with an ipad just held all the way up blocking <laughs> everyone's <laughs> view when he can see it well, well, Brian, that that was a very astute observation. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll? I needed a 70. I rolled a 93, but everybody stood up as I started to look around. Exactly right. And, yeah, you kind of think, well, maybe uh, these people respect uh, the filmmakers enough that they didn't uh, bother to bootleg it. Oh, I don't know why you'd point. believe that. 
<laughs> uh, uh, joke of the day right there. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we, guys? Brian, you, you look over as you're saying, guys, guys, and Matt is suppressing a yawn, and Gabe looks like the day just is too much. I mean, by this point, uh, the film itself was only about 52 minutes long, but even so, you're approaching 1.30 in the morning. This being the end of the uh, convention, even you yourself, you're, you're feeling tired. You can see these guys are completely tired, and you can see everybody around you, too, is sort of shambling off back towards the rooms. All right, you guys want to go back to the room and make a, uh, go to bed? Yeah. Uh. Sounds sounds great. Make the beds and then we'll jump in. I gotta go skinny dipping off a naval pier quick. I'll meet you there. I'm gonna start heading out of the convention room. Uh, I'm gonna follow Brian back to the back to the hotel room. You guys drag ass back up to the hotel room. Gabe, you going with them too? I guess. If no one's going to record me skinny dipping off of Naval Pier, what's the point? Uh, you guys uh, just managed to get into the room and you're like, oh my gosh, you're... You're so sleepy now that uh, even taking your clothes off seems like a chore. So you don't you don't bother. You basically just keep your clothes on. I raise on. my arms up and go, Matt, Brian, will you take my shirt off? I do smelling salts to wake myself up. <laughs> I do some cocaine to wake myself up. Set an alarm. Essentially, you guys just fall asleep because it's just been a long friggin' weekend, and you're kind of looking forward to the driving home after breakfast tomorrow, potentially being home in time for Easter dinner. And I need to know who has the lowest con. I have a 50. 60. 50. Matt and Gabe, just roll your con. I needed a 50. I rolled a 10. That is an extreme success. Well, I win because I needed a 50 and I got a 49, and that's closer. (laughs) (laughs) About 2.30 in the morning, Gabe wakes up and you have to pee. Bladder of steel, motherfucker. I get up. I cough. (coughs) I roll out of bed, and uh, of course, because my feet are tired, I just crawl to the bathroom to conserve energy. And then I'll, uh, I'll pee. And I'm going to need each of you to make a luck roll, please. Wait, if I fail the luck roll, do I miss the toilet? <laughs> yes. Splash, splash. <laughs> you get backsplash. I needed a 50. I got a 49. I needed a 65. I rolled a 95. I needed a 50. I got a 14. Somehow Gabe splashes, splashes me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine's hard. That's why I missed. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> this is myself in the face. Oh god! So Matt, you're you're in bed, and you suddenly jolt awake. God damn it, Gabe! How, how do you ordinarily sleep? On your back, on your side, left side, uh, right side? Normally on my back. Yeah. On your left shoulder, you feel like a little poke. God damn it, Gabe! I'm gonna reach back and kind of swing my hand around to try and make sure there's not like a fly or something back there that's trying to get me or maybe a bed bug or something. I don't know. You don't feel anything. Okay. So since I can't really feel anything, I'm going to just kind of sit up a little bit and and twist over and take a look and see if I can't spot anything in the dark. No, you probably need a little bit more light of some kind. Okay. Gabe, you're standing in the uh, bathroom, whizzing, and you're just finishing up and you feel like this weird little pinch right on your dick oh <gasps> right on the tip just the tip though i'll uh i'll slap it because i'm assuming it's a mosquito <laughs> and you notice to me immediately there's like like a little bit of warmth there that's not natural but uh you're again you're you're in the dark so it's a little tough to to tell and you can hear uh somebody in the other room rolling over and i know instantly that it's 
Brian. I can tell because by I know the sound of the rollover. No, you can you can hear Brian actually sawing logs pretty good. Sounds like he's still asleep. I'll walk out to check. Like, hey, it's not like you to roll over. So you walk out of the uh, bathroom, and uh, Matt, you see uh, the dark figure standing in the bathroom, outlined slightly, now that your eyes have started to adjust slightly. Put that thing away, man. No one wants to see that. Hey, Matt, I'm scared. Can I sleep in your bed tonight? No. No, you can't. Go sleep with Brian. He doesn't roll over. (laughs) When I do, watch out. All right, I'll climb into bed with Brian. (laughs) Brian, you come awake and... uh, Gross. Big spoon or a little spoon. Gabe has crawled into bed with you. He's fully dressed, but his pants are unzipped and his dick's <laughs> Gabe, wrong bed, man. You're dreaming. Go to your bed. I, I elbow him. Literally shove, push, elbow him off of the bed. All right. I'll get back into my bed. I'm going to watch all of this happen, and then I'm going to laugh a little bit because it's fucking hilarious, and then I'm just going to lay down and go back to sleep. So a couple minutes goes by, and Matt and Gabe and Brian are all essentially drifting off back to sleep, heading towards that promised land of just on the verge, and you hear a scream. Matt, you okay? And at the exact same moment you see the power go out, your alarm clock just goes... Did you guys hear that scream? Gabe, get up! Zip your goddamn pants! Matt, did you hear that scream? Dude, it's a, it's like a horror convention. I'm just assuming that someone's watching, like, a movie, too. All right, I'm going to just slowly get out of bed and walk towards the, the door and just pop it open real quick and stick my head out in the hall. Why don't you each give me a listen roll, please? I needed a 25. I rolled a 24. That sucks. I needed a 25. I got a 99. That's a fumble. Your ears fall off, Gabe. I needed a 45. I rolled a 57. So, uh, Brian, you get up and walk towards the door to the hotel room. And you can see there's a little bit of a glow coming from underneath the door. You do hear a weird popping sound from afar. It sounds almost electrical. Uh, Matt, you can see that there's a bit of moon- moonlight still coming through the curtains. Can't believe the moon takes advantage of people at night like that. Damn it, moon, get away from the window. And then the uh, phone uh, light flickers for a minute and then comes on. Hey, Brian, the phone still works. Uh, see if you can get to the front desk real quick. I'm going to um, open this door up and see if there's anybody in the hallway. Uh, luckily for you, when we were checking in, I asked one of the ladies at the front desk for a number. It was zero. Give your girlfriend a call. I'm going to pick up the hotel phone and hit zero. Brian, uh, you open up the door? Uh, Just poke my head out. Look both ways down the hall. Give me a spot hidden, please. I needed a 70. I rolled a six, which is extreme. And you can smell a little bit of almost like an ozone smell. Your room is about in the middle of the brick of rooms. The rooms go all the way around in a big square. Okay. And in the center is just a balcony that leads all the way down to the ground floor atrium. So you look to the left and you can see that there is a stairwell that is lit up now. Uh, clearly the backup generator has kicked on and the uh, there's a, some emergency lights next to the doorway to the uh, stairwell. The exit sign is, of course, illuminated. So clearly you know that uh, the rest of the hotel has lost power. Then you look to the right and you see a man. And because you had an extreme spot hidden, you immediately recognize this as Randy Padilla, the director of Eggs. Your movie sucks. And he staggers out of his room in the corner. So he's all the way at the other end of uh, the right side of the hallway. Okay. And then jumps over the railing. Whoa, 
fudge. I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. Okay. As he plummets 10 floors down. Splat. Needed a 49. I got a 45. So you're taken aback, but you're just so discombobulated and confused that it, the full impact doesn't hit you. Unfortunately, our uh, sound effects budget is cut short, so when he hits the floor, all you hear is a celery snake snapping into a microphone. Brian knows, even as the guy jumps over the railing, that he's going to be hitting the atrium below. Right. Matt, you dial the operator. There's a couple rings, and then uh, a guy picks up. Customer service, how may I help you? Me, me and my friends are up here in room um, 1003, and um, it looks like the, the power went out. You you know what's going on with that? Like, are we okay up here? Should we be, like, leaving or something? I, I think you'll be fine. Uh, we, we just lost some power. This happens occasionally out here towards the airport, so uh, probably a blown transformer or something. Robots in disguise? Maintenance is working on it. Okay, okay. Just making sure there was just nothing to worry about. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good night. I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to lean out of bed. Hey, Brian, the guy at the front desk says it's totally normal for them to lose power out by the airport. So Okay, well, is it totally normal for the guy that wrote the movie to jump off the railing and plummet to his death? You might want to get up. Oh, I mean, have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes scores? There's a rabbit in your bed. I'm going to get up out of bed, and I'm just going to walk over to the, the little mini. I'm going to just kind of immediately head over to the little mini hotel coffee maker and and i'm gonna realize there's no electricity and i can't make coffee and i'm gonna be really then he's gonna rage out at that point and be concerned (laughs) matt get gabe up all right i'm gonna pick up one of the the plastic cups that they give you for stuff lean over into the living room and chuck it at him and be like hey gabe get up Uh, uh. that didn't work so i'm gonna find something heavier take the coffee maker and chuck it at gabe gabe get up guys grab your cell phones and come with me Put a pillow in the door so it doesn't shut. Or we could just flip the little bar. I'm not going to the bar. All right, so I'm at the door with my uh, cell phone and the flashlight on, and I'm like, come on! He just jumped off the freaking balcony. we got to see what's going on. Okay, okay. I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to grab a pillow from the bed and stick it in the door. Gross. What are you doing with the pillow? So the three of you enter the hallway, and you can see it is, like, very eerie, very dark. Only with consent do we enter the hallway. <laughs> this is 2019. Guys, down here. I briskly walk towards where he jumped. The room that you saw him run from is wide open. The room door is wide open. The door is wide open. Guys, he came right out of there. Look, let's look over the balcony. Oh, hey, look, there's a penny. Ah! So it is completely black down there. I don't, I don't see anything, man. Why don't each of you make an intelligence roll? It's my time to shine. I needed a 60. I got an 80. That's a failure. I needed an 80. I rolled a 20. That's a hard. <laughs> I needed a 50. I rolled a four. That's another extreme. God damn it, Brian. Stop <laughs> it. You're ruining all your good rolls for the normal podcast. So, Matt, one thing you notice is that even though you saw moonlight coming in through your hotel window, you do not see any moonlight coming from the skylight above. Brian, you also realize this, but... You do see that it doesn't make sense to you that if a transformer had blown that there wouldn't be more emergency lights. Just seems very strange. That's what you see down below. Gabe sees nothing. He's just sort of like, what's up? He's still sleeping. Guys, be quiet. I want to hear if I if, if anybody's down there. Yeah, guys, everyone stop talking right now. We got to be quiet. We got to not talk so Brian can hear. Our right, needed a 25. I rolled a 40. I'm like, Gabe, shut up. I'm trying to listen. So you don't hear anything. 
Hey guys, he came out of this room. It's wide open. Let's go check and see if there's anybody else in there that needs help. One second, guys. I'm going to walk back to the room. I'm going to dig through my bag because I'm pretty sure the uh, the goodie sack we got for this convention had a special glow stick in it that had the uh, the logo for it printed on there. Crack it a couple times and shake it to get it glowing, and then I'm going to head back to the to the balcony with What it. are you guys doing during the meantime while he's running back to We're the gonna room? We're going to go check out that room. You cool with that, Gabe? Yeah, let's go. As you approach the open doorway, you can see a soft yellow glow coming from inside. Peering through, you can see the central area of a hotel suite much like your own. The furniture has been pushed up against the wall, and in the center of the floor is a large circle drawn in a shiny red substance, which is either blood or something very much like it. Standing around the circle are a number of candles, all of which have been clearly been burning for some time, with pools of wax in the carpet around each. Inside the circle, her face and body contorted in a grotesque rictus of pain, lays a woman you immediately recognize as Lauren Richards. Her eyes are blank and glassy. Her body is covered with large gaping pits, dripping blood, pus, and some kind of black ichor. She is clearly dead. I'm going to need each of you to make a sanity check. Needed a 59, got a 35. Success. I needed a 49, I got an 11. That's hard. Gabe and Brian, you're each going to take one point of sanity for seeing the body. And as soon as you recoil from this horrifying sight, something races out of the doorway from inside the room past you through your legs. (gasps) And it looks like a little pink bunny, but moving very quickly and without fur. That's why it's pink. I'm going to need each of you to make another sanity check, please. Come on, bro. Looks like the Energizer bunny is about to get arrested for assault and battery. I needed a 58. I got a 21. That's a hard success, and I'm racing away from that joke. I needed a 48, and I rolled a 41, and I think it sucks. The little hairless pink bunny zooms straight down the hallway into the darkness. What the hell was that, Gabe? Then you see uh, Matt approaching with his glow stick. Did it go past Matt, or it went the other way? the other way. Hey, guys, I found the complimentary glow stick hold on i'm gonna walk to the edge of the balcony hold the glow stick out over it in my hand and i'm just gonna let go and watch it fall i'm gonna follow the pink bunny i'm gonna follow the glow stick bye (laughs) (laughs) gabe what are you doing matt there's there's a dead woman in this room it's science i'm gonna wait and see if i can see the glow stick hit the ground yes you do you see it fall all nine stories onto the atrium where you see the body of Padilla, the director, basically splattered. Hey, Brian, I found your guy who jumped. Are you kidding me? I run over to the balcony and look. You see him. I put a foot up on the balcony rail and go, I'll save you! (laughs) And I jump. What the hell is going on? And Gabe heads down the hallway with his phone out in front of him. Matt, we gotta get Gabe. We gotta get out of here. What? But we paid for the whole... Are you kidding me? Two dead bodies? You want to stick around? I don't think they offer early checkout at like three in the morning, man. We can check out on our phones on once we get service, so let's just go. I'm going to start running towards Gabe, trying to catch him, tell him to stop. Gabe, stop. We're getting out of here. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the room and take a quick peek inside to see why these guys are so spooked. You do see a horrifying sight. You see a woman's body with a bunch of different gaping holes in her body. They're just dripping. And uh, I will need you to make a sanity roll, please. 
I needed a 59 and I rolled a 5. That's an extreme success. Nice. Well, that was an extreme success, so I will give you one point of sanity damage. You can see just even from this distance that she's clearly dead and looks like she died in extreme agony. And of course, you see all the accoutrements of uh, some sort of summoning or something like that. I'm going to very carefully take a step into the room and kind of take a look at the uh, the circle that she's in the middle. Like a look around the circle, see if there are any like symbols or letters or anything. Let's go ahead and do medicine first. I needed a 50 and I rolled a 19. That's a hard success. All right. So you stoop down and uh, sort of examine her body. In addition to the fact that she's dead and she died in extreme agony, you do notice that she has not been dead for long. Her mouth is open in a rictus of a silent scream. Other than the the wounds that you see in her body, they're sort of dripping with pus. There are no other wounds on her body. So um, these were clearly the cause of her death. As you're stooped there next to her body, you, you take a closer look at the circle. And indeed, it does look like it is blood has been poured out from somewhere. Not from her, though, which is interesting. The candles that are ringing the circle are look like just ordinary wax candles and there's you know they've melted to the point where there's a pool of wax beneath them it looks like they've been burning for quite some time once you're gonna give me a, an intelligence roll please i needed an 80 i rolled a 51 that's a success you gather from the length of melt on these candles that they were probably lit sometime while the movie was running that you guys had attended earlier and just glancing around the rest of the room you see that there is this odd shaped stone just outside the circle, polished smooth, and it looks like it has some sort of etching on it. Lying nearby the stone is a video camera, and you see that the glow that uh, is coming from the room is actually from the bathroom nearby. The doorway to the bedroom is flung wide open. Very carefully tiptoe my way over. I'm going to grab the stone, and I'm going to pocket it for now, and I'm going to take the the video camera as well. And then I'm just going to, on my way out, stop by the bathroom for a second, see that there's the, there's the light coming out, and I'm just going to kind of very carefully, very slowly twist the, the door handle to see if it's unlocked or not. And Brian, you catch up to Gabe rather quickly. Uh-huh. Gabe, we got to get out of here, dude. That other guy killed himself. We saw his body. He's down in, in the lobby. I was hoping to be able to catch this thing, but I guess not. How are you going to catch it? You have a cell phone. And zip your pants up! Speaking of which, why don't you each give me a luck roll? You too, Matt. I needed a 50. I got a 53. That's a fail, but I'm going to spend the luck. Can you do that on luck? you spend the luck on a luck roll? I don't think so. You can spend the sanity on a luck roll. No. (laughs) I needed a 50. I got a 26. I needed a 65. I rolled a 53. So, Matt, you're uh, you're in the room. You're just getting ready to pick up the stone, and you just feel a little itchy on on your shoulder where you felt that weird little poke. As Brian... Mentions to Gabe they probably should zip up his pants. Gabe, it's feeling quite a bit warmer on the tip of your penis. Oh, God. And you both, Gabe and Brian, both notice that it's a weird blotchy red color. Here, let me see it. That's quite unnatural. Why? 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 Why you feel like this is a necessary component to this? You're the one who went to the bathroom at the exact wrong time. Crawling on the floor. Starts helicoptering it in the hallway. <laughs> I can fly down to that guy and see if he's okay. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, I guess, if we're not going to catch this right, whatever. we got to get Matt. I think he stayed back by that room. And indeed, you can see 
his shadow moving because it's just down like basically like halfway down the hallway. Gabe and Brian uh, turn back, giving up their chase of the hairless pink bunny, make their way back towards Matt, who is currently looking at the stone that he picked up, which has a picture of an egg on it. Not a picture, but an etching in the stone. An egg with these little zigzag lines. Almost looks like an Easter egg of some sort. And picks up the uh, video camera, which is actually, as you pick it up, it's still recording. Oh, snap, Matt. Mm, Well, I'm going to stop it from recording in hopes that it doesn't overwrite anything that might be helpful. You can can hit stop, no problem. I'd start heading back towards the bathroom. Yeah, so you turn turn the handle and open up the door, and something scurries out past you. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? I needed a 25 and I rolled a 79. That's a failure. You don't get a really good look at it, but whatever it is, is probably around three inches long. It's just like some weird bug or something. And it just like with lightning speed, just zooms past between your legs and uh, out the door out into the hallway, presumably. At that same time, Brian and Gabe, you do see something dart out of the hotel room and head south along the hallway, back, basically back towards your hotel room. Guys, let's get the hell out of here. We need to be able to call the police, but I don't, I don't have a signal on my phone. That is correct. You do not have a signal on your phone. Matt, step out of the room. Hey, guys, I think I found something. Let's go back to our room, okay? We can at least get our stuff ready and and see what that is that you have and be in a safe space. This is a safe space. Wow, you freaking snowflake. I'm going to just start walking towards the room, and if they're not there, I'm closing it. I'm I'm heading with Brian back to the room. I'll also come. All right, so the three of you quickly shimmy and and shamble back to your room, slam the door shut, hoping that whatever just went down the hallway didn't actually sneak into your room. All right, what did you find? A couple of things. The girl in there, yeah, she's dead. Duh. Yeah, we knew that. From what I can tell, she didn't die too long ago. Also, uh, you saw the candles, right? The They melted into the, the wax pool on the floor. We didn't stay that long to look, to be honest with you. So in the circle, around the circle, there are a bunch of, of really melted candles. If my time spent around a bunch of girls who use nothing but scented candles all day long is correct, melt-wise... He would have had to have lit those candles sometime when the movie was running for them to, to melt that much. What? They were there, though, for the movie. I'm telling you, it looks like they were lit probably sometime around when the movie started or shortly thereafter. That's a weird thing to just know how to do, dude. Yeah, it is pretty weird. But I guess everybody has to have a talent. You remember those those egg stone things we were making fun of in that yes. movie? I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull it out. Uh, well, this was in the room. It's probably a mock-up for, like, a prop, yeah. I'm going to pull the video camera out. They were recording everything. Uh, they were recording everything, guys. This was in the room. Let's see what they recorded. Flip open the little side screen, and I'm going to start, you know, rewinding through the footage to see if I can't figure out. So go ahead and give me an education roll, please. Uh, I needed a 70, and I rolled a 72, but I'm going to spend two points of luck to make that work. With a little bit of fiddling, you do figure out uh, exactly where the uh, start of the footage begins that you're interested in, because basically it's the whole convention is in there, too. But you're not familiar enough with this particular brand of camera. I was kind of fiddling around with a little bit, and you finally figure it out with a little bit of prompting from Brian. And some luck. Did you guys happen to know that Herbert West Industries made camcorders? I've never heard of Herbert West Industries before. Yeah, me neither. Apparently they make cameras. With Brian's prompting, so the two of you actually lean in and and sort of look at the viewfinder as the footage starts. And as the footage starts, you quickly realize that it was filmed in that room 
in the corner. Uh, the image shows Lauren Richards alive and well and clad only in her underwear, which is how you found her, standing in a red circle in the center of the room. Surrounding the circle are a number of candles which appear to have been burning for some time. Lauren stands facing the camera with one hand on her hip and the other holding a small gray stone. You're sure you have this right, she asks. A man's voice, apparently that of the person holding the camera, replies, You bet. Go ahead. This should be great. Lauren sighs, takes the stone in both hands, closes her eyes, and begins reciting something in a language you do not recognize. After just a few seconds, she opens her eyes and looks at the camera with something of a quizzical expression, to which the camera bobs slightly up and down as if the person holding it was nodding. Lauren gently tosses the stone towards the camera and recites the same strange passage again. As she does so, you can see large, boil-like growths suddenly erupt from her skin across her entire body. The growths quickly swell and burst with a spray of blood, pus, and black ichor as dozens of what appear to be large, pink, hairless rabbits emerging from the growths and leap across the room. You hear a man's voice cry out as the camera falls to the ground. The camera lays sideways on the ground and you can clearly see Lauren's body with a man hunched over it crying, No, no, not Lauren. We were supposed to be protected. The man then staggers to his feet, stumbles out the door to the hallway and disappears from view. And of course, Brian can put two and two together. He knows that this is Padilla, the director. And uh, when he staggered out in the hallway, that's what led him over the railing into his doom. Dude, they're just shooting a sequel. And I'm going to need each of you to make a sanity roll, please. I needed a 58. I rolled a 34. That is a success. I needed a 48. I rolled a 35. So you each take one point of sanity damage for viewing that. And, of course, Gabe, you can see that they are watching this thing. You can see the glow on their faces and their features contort in horror. You can see, like, they're just on the verge of seeing something monstrous and horrible that may have snapped their minds. You're really glad that uh, you did not watch this thing. Here, let me see that. Kind of rewind it to the beginning and hand it to Gabe. So we all watch it again until we're at zero. (laughs) We have seven days left to lift weight. Wrong tape. And inadvertently, Matt deletes the video. I was going to test it to see if the language was French, but I guess not. Uh, well, actually, you could hear quite a bit of it because the, the, the audio was, was there. And it was not French. It was something that didn't sound familiar to you at all. Although, actually, Matt, don't you speak Latin? Uh, I do speak a little bit of Latin. Carpe diem. It was similar to Latin, actually. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me that uh, roll? Uh, I needed a 40 and I rolled an 86, so that's a failure. Even though it sounds sort of like it, it's probably some uh, derivation that is ancient beyond what you've studied in the past. I'm going to need each of you to make a luck roll, please. Oh, boy. I'm staying alive. Uh, I needed a 63 and I rolled an 80. That's a failure. I needed a 50. I got a 33. That's a suck. Sess. I needed a 50. I rolled a 22. That's a hard success so matt as you uh punch the button and inadvertently delete the video there's another twinge in your shoulder underneath your shirt and it feels a bit warm damn it gabe zip your pants <laughs> up poke poke is this warm That's to you finger does this look infected to you <laughs> it does it does look infected well i have medicine so i would know if it's infected or not thank you very inspect much. this for me will you let me get really close to your and i'll slap it upwards 
Brian pulls out the video camera and starts recording. So you re- you you just deleted everything. Is that what you're telling me? Look, I did, I've never seen this camera before, man, and the controls are all funky, and I don't think the writing in this thing is English. Nobody's going to believe us. We've been in that room. We were at the railing, touching it with our fingerprints. You took the camera from their room. We're now suspects, man. To be fair, a lot of people have probably touched that railing. Yeah, I mean, it's a hotel railing. You can't exactly fault us for touching it. Uh, I can't, but the police can. They're not going to use fingerprints as evidence in that situation. Yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to get just our fingerprints off that You do realize now we can't leave. That'll look even more suspicious. Well, I mean, nothing is stopping us. They don't know where we live. No, they have no records at all of where I live for the credit card that I used for the hotel. So they know where Brian lives. Hey, Gabe, do you want to go to Mexico for a bit? That'd be fun. Uh, see, me and Gabe are just going to go to Mexico. You can you can do what you want. I'm going to go in the bathroom, grab a hand towel, say I'm going to go wipe my fingerprints off that railing. All uh, right, you do ours too then. It's not going to do any good. Go ahead, waste your time. Open the door and flap the, the padlock and head down the hall. Quick, let's close the door so he can't get back in. <laughs> he doesn't realize that that's even more suspicious, does he? Huh? What kind of innocent person takes a hand towel to a railing? So Brian departs the room and heads down the hallway with a hand towel. We make fun of him while he does it. I'm going to take a second to kind of take a little bit of a closer look at the egg stone. It does appear to be exactly like what you saw in the movie. It's roughly the size of a deck of playing cards, although a bit more rounded on the edges. And then inscribed on each side, you see on both sides, is a very sort of abstract depiction of an egg. And you notice on one side it is an egg that is like completely whole on the other side it is that zigzag almost as if it's getting ready to hatch take it and stick it back in my pocket just so i have it with me in case something happens and gabe what are you doing while he's uh examining that and brian is heading down the hall but like can i go down the stairs to the lobby you exit your hotel room and to the left down the hallway a bit is the exit emergency stairwell so what do you want to do you want to head towards the stairwell yeah i'm gonna pack my shit up just in case we actually do need to make a hasty exit okay so you're gonna start packing your clothes and whatnot anything you're gonna leave behind just as innocent <laughs> brian's wallet with all his credit cards neatly laid out i mean you've got that first edition uh game you've got a bunch of crap that you picked up at the convention mm-hmm. uh, you got your goodie sack you're right i'm gonna dump all of the clothes out of my bag Make sure I can fit the stuff I picked up at the convention in it, and then I'm going to be good to go. Brian, you go back to the railing, and you're feeling very unstable just because you're now in close proximity to that room. Mm-hmm. Roll for sanity. And you can you can quite clearly see like your fingerprints sort of standing out on that railing. Glowing, maybe. Glowing almost, yeah. And you, you're quite certain that you hear like these random scribbling sounds. Just all around you. I'm going to quickly wipe the railing down and briskly walk back towards the room. You forgot the lemon pledge. You see Gabe strolling down the hallway southward towards uh, the exit sign and the stairwell. I'm going to whisper yell, Gabe! Gabe! Gabe, go ahead and give me a listen. I needed a 25. I got a 40. That's what I would call a failure. Just like in real life, Gabe, don't listen to no one. Gabe clearly doesn't hear you with a whisper yell, so he keeps going, and uh, and Gabe, you're at the doorway to the stairwell. I got my headphones in, man. 
you jamming? God help us. He has his AirPods in. I'm going to continue down the stairway to try and uh, see what's up with the body. Brian, you see Gabe disappear into the doorway to the stairwell. And Gabe, you make your way. Um, the stairs are uh, lit, but very dimly with the emergency lighting. But you can see the stairs going all the way down. All it's just down. full of rabbits. I'm going to push the door open. Matt, we got to be with Gabe. He can't do this by himself. Come on. Put the game down. I just, I just gotta fit the rest of the stuff in here, okay? Just give me, just give me, give me, give me thirty seconds. I, I swear I'm gonna to God grab my wallet and my watch and my. I already have my phone, so I have my essentials on me, dude. We have to stick with Gabe. We gotta be together on this. Dude, Let's this go. This is a first edition. We'll come back and get it. Don't worry about it. Come on. And I start heading towards the if door. We're not coming back for this. I'm gonna charge you on Venmo for it. Okay, I just won't pay. All right, so Brian departs the hotel room. Uh, Matt, you following? Yep. Gabe, you are down to the eighth floor, and you're just passing the, the door when the door opens up, and a man bursts through. Uh, he glances at your phone that you've been using for uh, a little bit more light, and he says, light, light, give me that light, and he tries to grab your phone from you. I'm going to fight back. So go ahead and give me a fight roll. I need a 45. I got a 60. That's a failure. So he uh, takes a leap at your phone. You yank it out of the way, but he knocks it out of your hand, and it goes clattering down the stairwell. And he sort of screams and basically tries to chase after it, and he loses his footing on the top step, and he falls down the stairs headlong after your phone. You watch him in horror in the dim emergency lighting, and at the uh, very end, his head hits the bottom step and cracks open with a sickening sound. Oh, my God. Sounds remarkably like celery. <laughs> exactly. It's right. full of Cadbury egg. <laughs> and as you hear this horrible, sickening crack and see this dark chocolate syrup pool begin to collect beneath his head, I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. I needed a 58. I got an 80. Uh, go ahead and roll a D3, please. I got a 1. So you will take one uh, sanity damage as you witness this horrifying sound. Eh. Anyone else get the feeling he's trying to kill us? I don't think so. If he kills us in this game, are we not allowed to be on the podcast anymore since we're playing as ourselves? If we die in the game, we die in real life. <laughs> real life. <laughs> as soon as you witness this horrifying scene and his body essentially goes limp and broken at the bottom of the steps right in front of the doorway to level seven that door opens up and a man in his late 20s who you recognize actually uh you met him at the convention a couple days ago his name is mike willis very nice guy he stumbles out of the doorway and falls on his knees close to the body of the other gentleman and he looks up the stairways and locks eyes with you and he says help me oh god it's in there. Please help me. And you can see his body is just full of these large boils. Roll for sanity. There's a one particularly large one on his arm. Mm. And he's just screaming in pain. Matt and Brian, as you approach the doorway to the stairwell, uh, you do hear a wailing scream from below. Okay. I quickly rush faster to the door and whip it open. The stairwell is dimly lit, and uh, you hear the just the, the scream sort of intensifying, and it's clearly coming from below. Gabe! Polo! Gabe, you hear uh, Brian calling from above, but you can't look away as the boil on Mike's arm erupts, and a very large, 
bunny with a mean streak in him a mile wide <laughs> erupts out of his arm and just is like basically eating out of the wound. It flops on the ground at the same time that Mike's arm just rots off of his body and blood is just pumping out of the stump. Oh. And he, he clearly falls backwards and faints while this thing finishes crawling out of the wound. And then this bunny looks up at you and then starts rushing up the stairs toward you. Oh, nice. Punt it, Gabe. Absolutely, I'm going to punt it. Roll for punt. So about halfway up toward you, as it's racing up, these spider legs sprout from the sides of its abdomen and start scuttling up the stairs toward you. This weird rabbit-spider hybrid. It's a rider or a sprabbit. Are, are you still going to kick it? Um, No, now I'm going to run up the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> Gabe, what the hell's going on down there? Uh, yeah, that's, that's about appropriate, yes. Uh, that's about right. So you guys don't hear anything other than a sound of terror. Hmm, that sounds like terror. I don't know about you, Brian. I shove Matt back out of the door and pull and hold the door shut. I want to try and get back to my room. So Gabe bounds up the stairs as quickly as he possibly can. Go ahead and give me a, how about a dex roll? I need a 50. I got a 73. That's a fail. The steps appear to be much slicker than you encountered them previously. And you see these like drops of black ichor all over the steps now from the eighth floor back leading upwards and uh you you get up to the landing the switchback that leads up to level nine and the door is just closing and you hear the scuttling behind you this isn't great i guess i'm just gonna have to start fighting you turn around fully expecting to see the spabbit uh about ready to <laughs> jump on you it's nowhere to be seen i scared him off now can you zip your pants up? But unfortunately, as you turned around, you didn't hear, because of your previous fumble, the other spabbit creep in from the ninth floor, and who is now going to attack you with a bite. Are you going to dodge or fight back? Uh, fight back. All right, do it. I failed like nine rolls in a row. I'll spend the luck. Wait, is that a success for the rabbit? Uh, no, that is not a success. I will spend no. the luck. You managed to fight back. As it's jumping at me, I'll do a uh, crane kick stance and just kick it out the air. This thing crept up behind you and tried to leap onto your neck to bite you. And it's again, it's this rabbit that's about three feet long and has spider legs that are probably each two feet long. In a panic, you lash out with your crane kick and give it a punt. And what you notice is that you're toe connects with a hard chitinous underbelly it does absolutely no damage to it but you do manage to kick it further down the stairs i'll keep going to the 10th floor all right so matt and brian you hear the sounds of a scuffle from far below I'm going to immediately run back to the room and grab my bag with all my stuff. All right. So, Brian, you're holding the door shut. Yep. And you see Matt just turn tail and run. I turn and run with him. Cowards. Gabe, you managed to reach the 10th floor door, go out into the hallway, and there's nobody there. Your friends have deserted you. I'm not look I wasn't looking for my friends ever. I was looking to get back to the room. So you quickly sprint down the hallway towards the room where uh, Matt and Brian are doing what? yelling at Matt that we don't need our stuff. We need to figure a way out of here. I need it. 
They're uh, cowarding in the corner. I spent like 600 bucks on all this stuff, man. Gabe, what the hell was going on in that stairwell? I will punch Brian in the face. I dodge. Okay. No, I Ford. No. Cock and flip the wagon. I failed. <laughs> I needed a 45 and it got a 64. I failed. Roll for dodge. 25. I failed to dodge, so we both fall but separate ways. <laughs> and then it segues into a kiss. <laughs> and then the moonlight that we realize is just some guy outside our window with his pants down. He's mooning us. Gabe, calm down. I put my hands on his shoulders. What the hell happened? I got attacked by a wabbit. I was hunting wabbits, but then the wabbits hunted me. So they're everywhere, is what you're trying to say. I've seen two. So they're everywhere, is what you're trying to say. Oh, so here's the thing. They're being born out of people. Brian, why don't you give me a luck roll? I needed a 50. I rolled a 44. That is a suck. Matt, why don't you give me a con roll? I needed a 50. I rolled a 41. That's a success. And Gabe, why don't, why don't you give me a con roll? Oh, wow. I failed. Shocker. I'm going to spend the luck, though. So you're, you're golden if you're going to spend those four points. I am. So you are, you are currently, you're fine. I don't know about you guys, but this seemed shockingly similar to what happens in that really bad movie we watched That's earlier. exactly somebody, something that someone who has a rabbit growing inside of them would say. We should kill Matt to find out. I think it's that new board game that you bought. We should burn it. Gabe, no, get the, the matches. Game, no, 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 no. I, I, I concur. I'll grab the board game from his bag. I will cut a bitch. <laughs> I grabbed the board game from him. No, no, you. I'm going to punch Gabe to stop him from grabbing the board I'll fight game. Back. We're all in the three-way combat. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Guys, what are we going to do? We got to get out of here. We can't take the stairs. There's no elevator. I'm not doing what the other guy did. Let's get a taco. Does anyone actually remember what happened in that movie earlier? Was anyone actually paying attention? I I stopped about like 15 minutes yeah, and I don't know. About all you I know guys. is that they had the these eggs and they were running with them to get out of the forest and being chased by imaginary rabbits, which maybe not be imaginary at this point. I don't know. All right, I figured it out cuz I have big intellect. These eggs have to be connected to the rabbits cuz rabbits lay eggs. Okay. Uh-huh. So you're going to lay an Easter. egg? Easter. Rabbits, eggs, it's It Easter. all ties together. It's in the Bible. I definitely think that the r- rabbits are trying to get these eggs, and that's why they're attacking this hotel. So if we take the egg that we have... And smash it. Throw it down, throw it, smash it, or throw it down into the lobby, maybe they'll all go to that, to the egg. Let's try. You can't hurt to try. Wait, wait. Brian, the the video we watched, yeah. remember they were holding it and he said, no, we were supposed to be protected? Oh, yeah. What if the egg isn't something they want? What if it's uh, it's like a crucifix to a vampire? Keeps them away. Got it, but it didn't work. So you want to try it? <laughs> <laughs> you go out there with the egg. Okay, Gabe, I need you to go out there with it, hold it out in front of you and yell in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I command thee <laughs> to stop. I'm pretty sure they worship Bugs Bunny. Quick, someone call Mel Blank. I mean, the, these are two opposing ideas here. Here's a theory for you. It's a bad one. We throw the egg and we watch it. And if they avoid the egg, then we know it's a crucifix type egg. And if they go and get the egg, we know that I'm a genius and Matt's stupid. Okay, but so so who's going to do that and where are we putting it and how are we going to make them avoid it? What if we... Like, put it in front of the door across the hallway, because then we can, like, keep our door locked and shut, but we can, like, stare out the the little 
peephole that we have in our door, and we can just kind of keep an eye on it that way. Yeah, we can we... do that. I'm cool with that. Roll for hours. I'm going to I'm gonna pull the egg out of my pocket. Okay, uh, I'm going to grab a pillow from the room and set it on the pillow out in front of our door where nice. we can see it from the That's peephole. That's pretty classy. It's very posh. It's a velvet pillow. You take the first shift, Matt. An hour, just an hour, and we'll... we'll... Fine. Just six hours, dude. No biggie. <laughs> Fifteen minutes goes by. Brian, please give me a luck roll. I needed a 50, I rolled a 34. That's a suck. Matt, please give me a con roll. I needed a 50, I rolled a 32. That's a success. Gabe, please give me a con roll. Spending the luck <laughs> on this failure. I needed a 50, I got a 51. How did I know that was going to oh, happen? Boy. Oh, this is this is so great. Matt and uh, Gabe, your various spots on your body, the shoulder and the pee-pee, continue to be sort of warm. Um, I'm trying to get a little bit of, a re- of rest, just kind of laying back. Every once in a while, I'll get up and look out the window and see if I see anything. I'm practicing my French acting skills. I fumbled French, and I failed acting. (laughs) How do you fumble French? So, Brian, uh, after about 20 minutes have gone by, uh, you're you're having a rough time actually getting any shut-eye or a nap or anything like that. Because I'm acting too loudly. Exactly. (laughs) Gabe's terrible French acting is keeping you awake. That's not French, Gabe. (laughs) So, Brian, you, you peek out the window? Yeah. It looks like... Things have changed out there. You don't see the city anymore. What you see is a vast, gray, featureless plain in all directions. Oh, so we're still in Chicago? <laughs> and I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. I need a 47. I rolled a 28. And I'm going to need you to roll a D3, please. One. You're going to take one point of sanity? I'm going to need you to make a spot hidden, please. I needed a, ooh, I needed a 70. I rolled a 68. That's still a success. As you peer out onto this vast, gray, featureless plain where the city used to be, and there are no features anywhere except for there is something moving on the horizon. You can't quite make out what it is, but you get the impression that something's coming. Gabe, zip your pants. And Gabe, you notice that Brian, as he peers out the window, freezes. He's like rooted to the spot, one hand parting the curtain. Hey, Brian, can you close the curtain, please? Gabe, you got to see this, man. I go over and look. And uh, you see what used to be Chicago is now just a, a blank, featureless landscape. Twinkling stars overhead. Wow. I mean, at least there's stars still. Did they put something in that goodie bag, like acid or something? I wish. I mean, no. We don't have the same experience, though. I, I, it wouldn't happen that way, I don't oh, think. Oh, you have a lot of experience with acid. I huh? said I don't think. I have no idea what's going on. Matt. Don't let him leave his post. Matt. Why? Switch with me. You gotta. You got to look out this window. I walk over and, and put my hand on his shoulder to relieve him. He inadvertently touches the spot. Brian, give me a luck roll. Something's got to happen, right? Not today! (laughs) I needed a 50, I rolled an 8. That's an extreme Stop taking my successes, Brian. (laughs) You're screwing over the rest of our campaign. Matt, give me a con roll, please. Uh, I needed a 50, and I rolled a 56. That's a failure. Would you like to let that stand? I'm just going to spend the six points of luck, because obviously whatever is trying to happen is not good. And uh, Gabe, go ahead and give me a con roll, please. I needed a 50. I got a nine. That's an extreme success. I was due. That means that I don't have to make these con rolls ever again. (laughs) 
Matt, go look out the window. See if you can figure out what the hell's going on. Has anything happened to the to the whatever the hell we're looking at? No, the the rock is still on the pillow. What about Iran? I still can't smell what the rock is cooking. I'll try by looking. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to back away from the door and uh, head over to the window. Why is the peephole slimy? It's called a pee hole. It's just dark in here. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Matt, you go to the window and indeed see the same thing that those guys uh, saw. Oh, so it's an improvement. I don't know. I guess I'll start electrically repairing the, the power. Well, if you roll a one. <laughs> okay. Oh! <laughs> oh my god, he actually rolled Are you a kidding one. me? Okay, I needed a 10, I got a 1. Matt, take a picture of the screen. <laughs> I need to screenshot this. Hold on a second. Yeah, so Gabe starts to uh, maneuver around. He's like poking around where the uh, fuse box is for the room. I'm going to pull out the camera again. When I accidentally erased, did I erase everything or just that one section? I'll give you a look roll. Damn, I needed a 57 and I rolled a 78. That's a failure. So yeah, it looks like you've wiped it clean. Yeah, you deleted the memory card. And then suddenly the lights come on in the uh, uh, hotel room as Gabe uh, finishes up with something he managed to hotwire in the uh, fuse box. And it looks like you guys have complete power. Nice, finally. How the hell do we... Let's watch Ellen. Okay. And I'm going to need Brian to make a luck roll, please. I needed a 50, I got a 24. Seven hours later. <laughs> Matt, I need a con roll. I needed a 50 and I rolled a 91. That's a failure. All right. So we're going to take you to DEFCON 2. There's stages. So the little spot on your shoulder, you can feel it sort of start to rise up of its own accord. It's got signs and protesters. It is now no longer simply a red patch, but it feels like it's raising up and becoming larger. Head over to where Brian is at the door. He's like, hey. Uh, can I borrow your pocket knife real quick? Uh, sure, yeah. I hand it out. going to take his pocket knife, and I'm going to head into the bathroom, now that we have light and whatnot. And I'm going to kind of angle myself so I can see the spot on my back using the mirror. Gabe, go ahead and give me a con roll, please. I <laughs> a 50, I got an 85. It's a failure. Just as the lights come on, you feel something moving in your groin. I'll spend the luck. <laughs> I don't think you have enough. It's getting to be a little excruciating at this point. Dr. Matt, I need your help real quick. <laughs> Suck the rabbit out, please. Matt, so uh, you look in the mirror. The little bump on your shoulder is about a, a half inch cross, so it's not very big. But it's just slightly raised up. And it's bright red. And it has these sort of faint red lines radiating from the center of it. But it's it's quite warm and it's red. And then you hear uh, Gabe calling for you. Just one second, Gabe. I'll, I'll be right there. Pull my shirt back a bit so I can get at it. I'm going to wash the area. And then I'm going to take Brian's knife and I'm just going to kind of cut into it a little bit. Okay. And it just oozes out a little bit of uh, pus. Take some, uh, some paper towel and kind of make a, a makeshift bandage out of it and stick it on there. And uh, actually, the hotel has uh, some bandages they've provided for you. So just some regular old Band-Aids. So I'm just going to stick a Band-Aid on it, head out of the bathroom. What do you, what do you want, Gabe? I, uh, I need your help. With what, Gabe? I need you to look at something for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hurting. I swear to God, Gabe. It's, uh, it's not good. So uh, I need you to just take a... And I'll whip it out. Take a look for me. And you see that same little red raised dot... Right on the very tip of his penis. Use my knife. <laughs> Take Brian's knife and slice it off. Problem solved. 
so you know how in some hotels they seal the the cups and stuff they give you with like little plastic bags. So I'm going to open one of the cups and I'm going to take the plastic bag out and use it like a glove. Kind of take a look at it and since I know medicine and biology and stuff, roll one of the other two to see if I can't learn anything about it based on what I can see right okay, now. Okay, that's fair. Go ahead. I needed a 50 and I rolled a 96. That is a failure. My dick is a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> This is something that uh, is, is very strange to you, and the fact that it's it doesn't appear on the exact same spot on your bodies or even remotely close doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and the rapid growth of these things um, is also very disconcerting. But you can't identify what it is or how you might alleviate it, but you're smart enough to know that uh, judging from the actress's body that you found, and Gabe knows from what he witnessed on the seventh floor... That things aren't looking so good. Did you say rapid growth? All right, I'll keep it. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brian, nothing's happening out in the hallway. The one thing that is odd is that when the lights went on in your hotel room, Uh they did not go on anywhere else in the rest of the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking through the peephole, the the railing, everything, that all still looks the same? Yep, nothing's changed. All right, I'm going to just make a move then. He's going to bust a move. Roll for dancing. I'm going to open the door. Step out into the hallway and grab the egg and run back in. You do. Guys, I don't think this being in the hallway is going to do anything. We need to come up with another plan. Obviously, we're not in Chicago. Look at the freaking window. Suggestions? I think it's pretty conclusive that that thing's the the holy water to their Bella Lugosi. So we should uh, just try and get out here. Get going. You saw what's outside. Hey, dude, you got my knife? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hand him his knife back. Hey, Brian, I got a boo-boo. Can you kiss it? (laughs) Matt, what'd you need my knife for? I just wanted to test out a theory. Good. Be obscure. I like it. (laughs) Okay, let's go jump off the railing. Yep. Yep, let's go. Alright, let's go. My brain just keeps going back to the, the movie. I mean, I think whatever this is, that maybe that movie was a little bit more truthful than we thought it was. Yeah, probably, but it's not gonna help us get out of here. I think we just have to do what Gabe said, just go and hope for the best. I don't want to stick around here and wait to die. Yeah, neither do I, but who knows what's out there. I mean, you saw there's no Chicago, there's no city, there's no nothing. All right, Brian, can I see the egg? Yeah, yeah, here. Uh, So I'll take the egg, and then I'll grab Matt's bag and start running towards the hotel exit. (laughs) He's got your game, Matt. Let's go. He's got the board game. No. So I'm I'm ready to leave. I'm like, guys, we just need to get out of here. Let's take everything that we can that we think we'll need to survive and, and just go. I don't want to sit here and wait to, to be attacked. I agree with you. I still have all my first edition books in my bag. So why don't I pull out the book that the movie was based on and see if the book has anything in it that we can use? Let's do it. Go into my bag and find the, the book skim through it for any kind of helpful lore or anything on what these things are or how to how to be they're wabbits i'm gonna start gathering up i said you got 15 minutes i'm gonna like hold a lighter over his bags and for every 15 minutes he takes i'll burn one item find what you can otherwise we gotta go so uh let's go ahead and give matt a roll and i think that would be either library use or spot hidden Whichever one sounds better for you. I needed a 60 and I rolled a 65, but I am just going to spend five points of luck to make that a a nice roll. During your 15 minutes of searching, you do happen to remember during the film the mention of Leng 
the land of Lang, an ancient alien civilization. And uh, you do find reference to totems of power to ward against the servants of Lang. That is the phrase that sticks in your mind and jumps out at you from the text. And I'm going to need Brian to make a luck roll. I need a 50. I got a 54. You feel a little pinch on your left thigh. Gabriel. <laughs> Inner thigh or outer thigh? Uh-huh, yeah. No, it'd be the outer thigh. Yeah. Uh, just above oh. the kneecap. It just feels like a little pinch of some sort, and you get kind of a little bit of an itchiness. Matt, I need you to make a con roll, please. I needed a 50. I rolled a 43. That's a success. So what happens is you feel this thing on your shoulder spread significantly Ooh. over the course of the 15 minutes. You could feel your shirt scraping against it, and it's kind of very sensitive. And you lose a hit point, buddy. Ah, oh, I knew it. As the pain intensifies. Gabe, I need you to roll a con, please. I'm Whoa. spending the luck. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, you don't have enough luck to overcome this. A hard success is what you need. So you feel this thing at your groin start to grow. <laughs> He's like, yes! <laughs> You're afraid to look at this point. Matt, will you look at this? I'm ready to go. So am I. All right, Matt, let's go. I was ready to go before the 15 minutes, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so from what I've read, I think we're on on track with the egg. The book says there were symbols of power that warded against these creatures. So I, I do think the egg is supposed to be some sort of protection. So I think as long as we stick close together and whoever wants to be out front gets to hold the egg. I'll do it. I'm going to hand him the egg. I'm carrying the egg in my left hand down near my thigh. Say, so guys, we just want to be quick and quiet. If anything we see, we run past it. We just keep going. We don't stop to fight. We just we just keep moving, okay? Agreed? Yes. Sure, I guess. Open the door and look both ways. Walk out and hug the, the wall the whole way to the staircase. And uh, you make it to the uh, stairwell. No problem. Should we go up or down, boys? Uh, down. Don't even hesitate. We just go. Down it is. Hugging the inside rail. You're approaching the landing in front of the door to the sixth floor. And you can see this hulking mass that looks like a bunny with spider legs. And it's much bigger. It looks like it's about five feet length. And the legs are about... Two and a half, three feet each. And as soon as you see it, you need to make a sanity roll, please. I needed a 46. I rolled a 72. Please roll a d10. Seven. So you take seven points of sanity damage. And as we know, if you take five in any one roll, then we have to do a bout of madness. So you have incurred psychosomatic disability you suffer blindness death and or or the loss of the use of your limb or limbs for eight rounds eight minutes in this case i want to say that it's probably going to be blindness yeah because of what i saw makes sense this white terror envelops him and uh he can't see anything what matt and gabe see is brian immediately shrink back against the wall and look out into the space of the stairwell at at the same time they notice this lurking shadow scurrying up the steps towards them guys listen do you smell something it's my brain on drugs (laughs) 
I can't see. Guys, I can't see. I'll grab the egg out of Brian's hands and recite the line. This was supposed to protect us. The thing appears to pause slightly. It stops ascending the stairs. Okay, Gabe, now take a step towards it and see if it backs up. I'll take a step forward and say, this was supposed to protect us. As you take the step forward, the thing sort of shirks back slightly. You can see that it's trying to position itself so that it can maybe get a different angle on you. But it is clearly shirking away from you. I will uh, continue then to do what I've been doing. I'm going to tuck in behind Brian since he can't see anything right now. And I'm going to put his hands on Gabe's shoulders and tell him just to hold on. Make sure we all stick super close together right now. So you continue down the stairs, Gabe reciting these things and holding the stone out in front of him like a ward. cockier with every step. Woo! <laughs> the creature sort of slinks away a couple steps, keeping a distance from you, and then it leaps into the air oh, and it adheres to the bottom of the steps above you. I'll hold the egg above my head. You continue down and it keeps the same distance away from you, sort of scuttling, but keeps on the ceiling. And as you pass it, moving by the sixth floor door, it follows at a distance. I'll always keep the egg in the direction that it's in. You proceed down. You've managed over the space of, let's say, 15 minutes to get to the bottom floor. Brian, after about halfway point, uh, let's say level three, your eyesight starts to fade back in. You can see again. Just as you're about ready to open the ground floor door. Brian, I need you to make a con roll, please. I needed a 60. I rolled a 94. The uh, little patch on you, the itchy patch on your left thigh is now slightly raised up. You can feel it underneath your jeans. Matt, I need you to make a con roll, please. I needed a 50. I rolled a 98. It's a failure. The bump on your shoulder is now about four inches across, and you can feel the skin starting to split. You're pretty dang certain that you feel something moving underneath the wound. You're going to take one hit point... And you're going to make a sanity roll, please. I needed a 57. I rolled a 23. That's a hard nice. success. You're going to take one point of sanity as you realize that something might be inside you. Gabe! You also get to realize that now that you feel something moving, that maybe it could be extracted with a very steady hand, a very sharp blade, and no failed rolls. <laughs> I'm on it. And Gabe, I need you to make it a con roll, and it's got to be a hard success. I need a 50, I got a 70. You feel just a crippling pain at your groin as something starts to squirm underneath the skin, and you can feel that it's it's going to be bad. You, you're quite certain that you would not want to look at it or touch it. Um, and it's getting hard to walk. And uh, you're going to take one hit point, of course. And then you're going to make a sanity roll. <laughs> well, if it's huge, that's okay. I got a success. I need a 57. I got a 43. You'll take one point of sanity damage. And uh, you open the door to the ground floor. As you enter the central atrium of the hotel, you can see the entire area above your heads is filled with thick webbing. Hanging from the middle of the webs above the fountain is a huge bloated spabbit, or rider, easily the size of a large automobile. The creature has dozens of tiny red eyes set into a face containing strange, vaguely human features. 
In its legs, it holds a thick, man-sized bundle of webbing, into which long fangs are sunk. In the fountain underneath this monstrosity, a number of similar bundles lie collapsed in a heap, and still more bundles, dozens of them, are hanging from the webs throughout the atrium. And I will need you to make a sanity roll, please. I need a 39 and roll a 64. Oh my god, Matt. I needed a 56 and I rolled a 1. That's a critical success. <laughs> <laughs> I need a 56. I got a 100. That's a fumble. Oh god, the irony is too much. So, Brian, you're going to need to roll a d10, please. A 4. So, you are going to uh, suffer some more madness. So, go ahead and roll me a d100. 60. You're quite certain that whatever brought this spider rabbit creature to Earth and to this hotel was caused by a meteor that fell to Earth just a few days ago. You read about it in the news, and you're not sure why you didn't put two and two together, but this meteor cracked open and unleashed these creatures, and there are more meteors coming, and they will be here any minute. Matt, you're going to take one point of sanity damage. Gabe, you're going to take ten points right off the bat. Boom, you're going to incur a bout of madness. Essentially, you're going to become raving mad. And you can actually piggyback off of Brian's fear of meteorites if you want to. I believe that meteorites are gods now. Brian thinks the meteorites are coming to destroy the Earth. Gabe thinks the meteorites are here to save us. So, Matt, since you managed to hold on to your sanity just long enough to uh, figure all this out, you see Brian shirk in fear and Gabe sort of have this enlightened look on his face. And he looks like he's just seen the face of God. Are you two okay? I'm kind of trying to do something important here. You want to... I'll hold the egg out. This has come from our our saviors. They've sent it to me. They're going to destroy us all. I'll start trying to bash out the windows in the room with the egg. Well, I'm screwed. But I have played Metro Exodus, <laughs> so I know what to do in these situations. going to go into my bag and pull out my uh, memorial lighter that I, I bought at one of the merch tables. And I'm going to slide out of the conference room and very slowly and very quietly attempt to stealth my way towards the, uh, the spider webs in the atrium. And I'm going to try and light them on fire and just burn the whole place down. And uh, as you exit the uh, conference room, you can see that the spider god has now descended from his web and he's crawling across the atrium toward you. You basically have one clear path to the front doors if you want to go for that. Otherwise, this thing will be on you within a minute. Gonna check my bag to make sure I have all my stuff I bought, and I'm gonna sprint for the front doors. Yeah, I'm cowering in the corner from the meteor that Gabe is holding. And I'm attempting to break the windows to get outside. Brian cowers in the corner of the conference room, clearly his mind splitting open as he sees Gabe wielding this unholy hellish rock against the window as it starts to splinter. And Matt races towards the front door, flings it open, and the horde of rabbit spiders tear him apart instantly. But they leave his game intact. (laughs) Yes! At least they didn't get the gay. And the spider god, Atlak Naka, enters the conference room just as Gabe shatters the window. Uh His hand going through with the rock. And then he is pulled from the other side to the exterior of the hotel where several firemen, police, 
and all of Chicago's finest rush up to him and start looking at him and are like, are you okay? Are you okay, sir? And they drag you away from the hotel, which, as you look back at, is completely gone. Where the hotel once stood is just bare earth. The Motel 6. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave the light on. So Gabe is taken to an ambulance where... He is informed that sometime during the early morning hours, the hotel just simply disappeared from the face of the earth, and they've been trying to reach anybody who may have stayed at the hotel. And while they were trying to examine the and investigate the property, he appeared out of nowhere. You don't have any kind of wound on your body. The bite on your penis is completely gone. Oh, just back to normal size. You are the one survivor of the Winding Hotel incident. Nothing has ever heard from Brian or Matt again. 30 years later, you're you're in France with your wife, and you uh, go to compliment somebody in a bar, and inadvertently you uh, insulted them instead, and he stabs you and you die. <laughs> <laughs> French! And that concludes this episode. Woo! Thank you for listening to this very special Patreon-only event. And please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave Brian a review. Just me. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Uh, and if anybody knows where I can get another first edition of that really sweet game, you know, just just let me know on Twitter at the real weird kid. And if you're a statistics major who wants to do the math on what the odds are that those rolls would happen like that, you can <laughs> find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Uh, anybody wants to drive me to the casino and push some more luck out there, I'm I'm willing to go. Uh, you can reach me at Brian Podcast. I'm also on uh, Instagram at Brian Lovecraft. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And until next time, roll four. Glow sticks. <laughs> the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.